0: every team every topic everywhere this is believe it's the locked on podcast network your team every day oh yeah better than this i don't know what i'm What's better than this, guys? Being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts on this loaded Wednesday edition of the show. Kyle, we have a lot to get into, so let's get right into it. Kyle, how we doing?
1: It's Water Cooler Wednesday, Joe. Your favorite alliteration. I feel like you like this more than takes on takes uh water cooler wednesday if you're not familiar we adopted this what would you say in the off season last year
0: at some point in the last three years you know
1: at some point in the (laughs) last three years it's a concept that we adopted in which we literally are just gonna get on the podcast and just bullshit with each other like we're standing at the water cooler and we're glad that you guys can be a part of it we'll talk some football some football storylines. I personally want to talk about this cat backpack. I'm looking at looking at right now, but I don't want to get on too big of a tangent, so I'm gonna kick it back to you. A cat backpack. Cat backpack.
0: Okay, well you've brought it up. We've got. To, I need to know what you're talking about.
1: It's the quote perfect way to take your kitty anywhere. I'm gonna send you a DM right now. What? It looks like it's a spaceship. Why are you? Why have you seen this? It's, it's a Facebook advertisement. Oh my God! It's through my feet.
0: This is this Oh my God! This <laughs> last time you did this, it was that uh, that cat uh, gr- like gravy dispenser, and when you poured it, like <laughs> oh yeah, it looked like the cat was throwing up.
1: Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. I need one of those too. See, but this is mean- literally like a – it's its a backpack that zips up and it's got holes on the sides and like holes on the front. And the whole face of the backpack is just like this clear – it looks like a cockpit. And you put your cat in the backpack and you walk around with your, your cat sitting in the backpack. On would your you seat. do this? Would you put Logan in that? I would definitely put Logan in this. No, Would question. he
0: want to be in that?
1: <laughs> Probably not. But <laughs> – I, I was literally just scrolling through and I said, holy shit, <laughs> this is something that's perfect to talk about at the water cooler. And here we are.
0: Well, that, uh, I'm not a cat guy. I don't have a cat, but, uh, you could put Nacho in there. I could. And he would love that. He would. You think he would? Oh yeah. Nacho is always down to like go places and hang out. So he'd, he'd really enjoy that. I, that's actually, now that it opens up the possibility of it being something I could actually use perfect. Uh Kyle, I put a I put something on Twitter uh this morning. I said thinking about thinking ahead to the 2019 NFL season. Is there any division where it's not that much of a stretch to believe that any of the four teams can win it? Um like just think AFC, AFC East, the Dolphins, Jets, Bills. No, nobody's AFC, winning that besides AFC. the Patriots, right? Right. Although and a, the Jets fans will try and tell you otherwise. Right. Well, we, we sat here and said they could win 11 games if they achieved every bit of success that they possibly could this year. So, correct. Yeah. But I, it's a stretch to think that any of the teams could win it. Correct. Miami and its rebuild, Josh or uh, the Bills with so many new pieces, right? You this were going to
1: throw Josh Allen under the bus there, weren't you? You started to say Buffalo I, Bills and Josh Allen. And Josh Allen in year two,
0: but with so many new pieces, right? That's oh, okay. yeah. that's my caveat. I'm a reasonable Bet. person. Bet. So looking through the mentions, the responses to this, over sixty people have replied.
1: Seems. Like, get, can I guess? Can I sure, guess? Sure. Sure. I, I, I too. Okay. I would guess the AFC South probably got some love, yeah. and the. NFC North probably got some love. It did, even though I'm not putting Detroit. I don't think Detroit has a chance to win that. division. No, neither do I, but I was, those were the two that I was like, I could, I could make a case for three out of four. The one that I struggle with is the NFC South. Because Carolina, Atlanta, New Orleans,
0: maybe it's a little bit of a stretch for Carolina. But Tampa Bay, can that defense come together quick enough in 2019 with so many
1: young players? to put them in that conversation. I think it's a little bit of a stretch. I think, I think that team will play inspired this year. I think this will team will overachieve, but I don't think it's very realistic to speculate that they will beat the New Orleans saints for the division title. And the NFC North Cincinnati is not in the conversation, right? You mean the AFC North? AFC North. Yeah. Yeah. Get the hell out. No way. Does
0: Cincinnati have a better chance of winning the AFC North than uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a better chance of winning the NFC South.
1: No, they don't. Wow.
0: Do you disagree? The reason I would and I got myself in trouble with Cincinnati last year, but I I think that I think it's um I think it's an easier course. I think the Saints
1: are really good. I think Atlanta's really good. But to win either one of those divisions you're gonna need well, I guess to win the AFC North, you probably need what, eleven wins will probably get the job done this year? Yeah. Yeah,
0: because Baltimore, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland, will be they'll be good teams. They'll win eight, nine, ten games each, right? Like, they could certainly challenge for that many wins. Right. But Cincinnati... I just don't think they're very good. No, I don't disagree with you.
1: It's, you see they signed John Jerry yesterday? It's on brand. Very on brand for... Uh, uh, for you sit here and play John Jerry and Bobby Fart next to each other on the right side of the offensive line. It's crazy. It really Actually, should they be. Joe- Jonah's gonna play at right tackle. I think he's playing left tackle. Oh, really? They already declared that he's playing left tackle. Cordy so Glenn's kicking, kicking over to guard. So, so you could get John Jerry and Bobby Fart playing next to each other.
0: I mean, not if you're smart. But to me, the the Bengals offensive he line smart,
1: He wouldn't sign either one of these, right? Guys.
0: I get that. But so you try to sort this offensive line out, right? You got Jonah at left tackle, and, and then you have Clint Bowling, Billy Price and then you need to sort out the other spot between John Miller, John Jerry, Christian Westerman,
1: uh, Corey Glenn. I
0: don't know, man. And then your right tackle is going to be freaking Bobby Hart? Why are you not putting Corey Glenn at right tackle?
1: It's a great question, especially if you're going to force him to switch sides of the offensive line anyway. Right, because Clint Bowling and Billy Price, those are locks, right? Those are locks. And bowling's not able to flip over. I, to guard, maybe I'm not playing him a tackle. I'm not asking him to play tackle. I'm asking him to play right guard
0: instead of left guard. That's fine, but you're still to me. You still have between Cordy Glenn, Christian Westerman, John Jerry, John Miller, Alex Redman. All those guys are competing for one spot. Meanwhile, your right tackle
1: is Bobby Hart. You know, Bobby Hart's probably the second worst offensive lineman that we've mentioned <laughs> so far. But he's a starting right tackle. Yeah, it's wild. Get, I your best five on the, get your best five on the field.
0: Put Corey Glenn right tackle. If you're moving, like you said, if you're moving positions, play him at right tackle.
1: Or, I mean, we've seen we have seen some offensive lines that have had a bad player and still have successful seasons. Right? Like, it's almost impossible that you're going to get five All Pros or five Pro Bowl players on your offensive line. So it's okay to have a disparity in talent. And if the Bengals wanted to. Put Gordy Glenn at left guard. So then you've got Jonah, Cordy, uh Billy Price, and then um Bolt, Clint Bowling, right? Yeah. At right guard. That's a pretty solid front four. I'd feel okay about that, that portion of the offensive line, and then you just know we're going to have to leave our tight end. Maybe that's why they drafted Drew Sample. They're going to leave him in on pass. protection. <laughs> help Bobby Hart uh fifty percent of the snaps. I don't know. Did
0: you sign John Miller to a three year sixteen and a half million dollar deal for him to not start? Jeez Louise. That's what I'm saying, dude. Here's another question. You mentioned that teams get by with one weak link on the offensive line. If you had to pick which spot your shit offensive lineman's gonna be, where is it gonna be? Right guard. Right. That's so That's that. that's, that's not right tackle right. <laughs>
1: That's how John Jerry's been able to start over 100 games in the NFL.
0: <laughs> but not right tackle.
1: No. I, I, ideally, you don't want the guy on the edge to be. Terrible. Right. Right guard is the spot. Kyle, I have a question for you. I got an answer for you, I hope. I think. What's your personal
0: policy on when you open a loaf of bread, what do you do with that twist tie? Do you put it back on there or you uh, you a uh, uh, fold it and tuck underneath and throw the twist tie out?
1: I'm assuming there's a right and wrong answer here, isn't there? Well, I've noticed. Is there conflict conflict in your household or or amongst other people?
0: I feel like anybody that I've cohabitated with in my life, that this would be part of our routine. I feel like I've always been different than whatever that person's done. So I'm wondering if I'm over here on an island
1: with what I do with the bread after I've opened it for the first time. Well, there's a third alternative that you haven't acknowledged yet, and I only recently found out this is a thing you can do. There's a third? What are you doing? Are you putting it in another container? No. That's too much work for a loaf of bread, yeah, brother. Yeah, All leave right. it in the packaging it came in. Okay. But as far as the – I was raised to reuse the twist tie. Okay. So that's that's how I have done it. But recently, you had said, spin the bag and fold it under? Yeah. Yeah did you realize that you can spin the bag and then push the bread into the top of the bag and it'll stay sealed better that way? I don't understand what you just said. Like turn the, turn the top portion of the bag that's beyond where you twisted inside out and put the bread in the middle. I, I <laughs> pull, pull the bag back over top of the bread. Oh yes. Yes. Really? I never thought of that. Yeah, I know. Neither had I. But I I only recently found out this with this thing. But apparently it maintains the integrity of the the seal better. Because it's not... It won't slowly unravel. Because it's evenly dispersed all the way around.
0: But that goes... Is the goal here the maintaining the integrity of the seal? Or is it going to be whatever the least amount of work you can do is to get it okay
1: I want okay my result. bread to be fresh,
0: which I agree with with pizza. People that put the pizza box in the refrigerator and not in Tupperware, those are monsters. You have got to put that in Tupperware and you can't be getting air onto your your leftover
1: pizza, getting it all stale. You like colder or warm pizza better. It's I, I don't care. I'm Do good with have, both. You don't have a preference either way? I like, warm, like cold pizza better.
0: I like cold pizza the next day. I like warm pizza when I get it. That's a
1: good answer. Just don't show up <laughs> delivering it in my house with cold pizza, right? Right. Yeah, you, I don't <laughs> want <you> to. <laughs> Never deliver me a cold pizza, but I'm fine with it
0: the next day. But here's the deal. There are people that exist that just put the box. They're like, oh, they had three pieces. There's four left or whatever. They just put it in the fridge in the box. Yeah, I know
1: monsters That's very common up here where I come from.
0: Oh, is this something that happens in your house? First of all, I couldn't imagine you ordering a pizza.
1: Well, yeah, we don't. But right. like back in the college days. Yeah. Yeah, there were boxes of pizza in our fridge probably three or four nights a week. <laughs> if you're going to do that, why wouldn't you just like put it in the oven and then just like turn the oven on and then pull it out after a couple minutes. Warm it up. You can't put it's a cardboard box name. in the oven. <laughs> I'm not talking about the box. I'm just saying put the pizza slices on the, the tray.
0: Just put it in Tupperware. Tupperware? Yeah, you got it. When you're done with the pizza. And you're a big Tupperware guy, though, aren't you? I'm not saying I'm a big Tupperware guy. I'm a big fan of putting pizza in Tupperware after I am done with it.
1: Okay. Let's get, let's get another football topic in because I want to talk about Michael Pierce. Oh, boy.
0: Is this a – yeah, Okay.
1: So I only saw this like right before we started recording, Joe. But John Harbaugh kicked Michael Pierce out of Ravens practice today. I, th- I assume it was today. I know it's, it's a story as of today. But John Harbaugh kicked Michael Pierce off because he said, quote, I think you could tell he's <laughs> not ready for that practice today. Too much pizza. Listen. I get it's the offseason, and I do not want to be that guy that's going to sit here and like shame athletes for being human beings in the offseason, right? I don't want to do that because you have every luxury over the course of the next couple of months to get yourself back into shape, so I get it. But when your listed weight is 340, you probably have a little less wiggle room to not do anything then say Ryan Fitzpatrick, who showed up at, at Dolphins mini camp on April 1st, and everybody lost their minds because they're like, oh, Fitzpatrick got chubby. Well, it's like, yeah, dude, he, he said he had like six family birthdays in a six week stretch. He said he was eating birthday cake like twice a day for three weeks. And if you looked at him now, you wouldn't know, and you'd be none the wiser. So I just, I thought this was. Because like it's not even like they did a conditioning test and he failed the conditioning test. Harwell just told him get out of here. I'd never even heard of that before. <laughs> well, first of all, can we
0: mention that Michael Pierce is one of the elite run defending defensive tackles in the NFL? He's extremely good. it. Well, like, he he's elite at yeah. defending the run. I mean, now he's huge, so like you don't need to be four hundred pounds. Three hundred and forty pounds is plenty of weight. But yeah, I mean you got to keep that under control somehow, right? Like you I mean, it's, at, at some point, it's not healthy for
1: you to be out there. Right. And that's what Harbaugh said. He said for his safety, he's, he's, you, he's not ready to be out here. So it wasn't appropriate for him to be out here. I'm just trying to think of an instance ever that I can ever remember that being the situation where there was no like fail conditioning test or it was like Harbaugh just gave him the eye test and said, no, I'll get back. And <laughs> get
0: out of here. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, on one hand, he really does need to be out there moving around, right? Right. <laughs> <Like, laughs> but he's just uh, not going to work out. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know of any other examples. I mean, there, obviously, Kelvin Benjamin, Alshon Jeffrey had his pudgy moments, Eddie Lacy, Preston Brown. There's some guys hey. out there.
1: And again, like, I don't want to be that guy that harps on, you know, guys being out of shape in the offseason. That's why it's the offseason. But at the same time, it was just, it was such a peculiar incident for me. And like, Pierce isn't, he's, you're an odd front defensive lineman. Like, I don't know how your lifestyle changes all that much where we get to that point where he's got to essentially send you back inside, you know? Hey, are you coming to Tampa, Joe?
0: Am I coming to Tampa?
1: Yeah, you want to come to Tampa for Dolphins and Bucks practices? No. Why not? (laughs) What is that? They're having joint practices on uh, August 13th and 14th. It's a Tuesday and Wednesday. And then Uh, they play the preseason game on the 16th. You know, the Bills and the Panthers are doing that this year. I'm a big fan of joint practices. Me too. Because we haven't played football for a really long time. Right. And we didn't play at a very high level at our peaks. We didn't get to the NFL. Let's just call a spade a spade. But I remember what it was like having two a days back in the day and thinking about NFL training camps and going against the same guys who you're supposed to be on the same team with twice or three times a day, every single day for two weeks. You get to the end of that two weeks and I want to punch that guy in the face so freaking bad. So to get a fresh look, to hit somebody else, to have an opportunity to measure yourself against somebody who isn't just the guy who happens to be on the roster across positions from you on your own team, I think it's a really valuable mental break for the players, and I think it's a really valuable evaluation tool for the teams. So there, you
0: said that the game's what, the 16th, you said? Yes. Yeah, the Bills and Panthers are doing the exact same thing. Their game's the 16th as well.
1: So I guess we're out then.
0: Well, you know, I think I'll be enjoying that here in uh, in the Charlotte area with my favorite team and uh, my wife's favorite team.
1: That's fine. Me and uh, JC will get together, hang out. And And Thomas and I. Go harass Trevor, you know. Trevor, big bucks guy. We'll we'll throw some shade and we'll watch the game and uh, have a good time without you. Hope you get a little FOMO along the way. Nah, you get FOMO watching uh, better football teams. Better football teams?
0: Yeah, the Bills and Panthers are better than the Dolphins and Bucks. Joe.
1: Kyle. Joe, listen, Florida's a hotbed of football talent, okay? I know, in
0: August it's going to be hell out there. 110 no, degrees. No, I mean,
1: a hotbed of talent. It's where well, all yeah. the talent comes from, the football players. Yeah, I agree. Florida, Texas. Florida.
0: Yeah. Neither one of
1: those are neither one of those are Buffalo or Carolina.
0: Yeah, but it's the NFL. It's these are players oh, that are in oh, okay. into situations. <laughs> we'll They're not as to those dude. areas. That was a
1: bad point. <laughs> 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 I was sitting here waiting for the light bulb to go on, and it's just I was trying to give you the benefit
0: of the doubt, like, oh no, he's really going to try to play this card. Okay, well, no, that's no, not I mean, a great card know. to play because it doesn't make I sense. Do. I,
1: yeah. do.
0: I Kyle, care. Kyle. Who's the best player you've watched on film this week?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Let me assess it. Because I had a day,
0: brother. I had a day yesterday. I did um, LaVisca Chenault, Jonathan Taylor, and Tyler Biatis yesterday. You want to have yourself a good good day? Spend spend time with those three guys. So Biatis is the best player you watch. He's an ass kicker. I know. And he's so smart. I know. Um, He's got the watch. Yeah, he I think I'm thinking he had that hip thing, right? He had hip surgery after the season to quote unquote clean up some issues with his hip. And it kept him out of like spring. So hopefully that's all good to go and he just kicks ass all year this year. But man, if he's he
1: would, if he was healthy. Oh, top 15. Last year. He would have been the he would have been the top top interior offensive lineman on the board.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, no question. Be better than
1: Bradbury. Lindstrom, Lindstrom was the first yeah, draft, there, right? Lindstrom, yep. Um, Lindstrom went 14. Yeah, he'd have been better, he's better than Lindstrom, like right now. And he was a redshirt sophomore last right. year.
0: Right, twenty seven bonkers. He's 27 consecutive starts at center. Man, he's freaking good. Chenault's good too, man. But he had surgery for a freaking turf toe this off season. Yeah, that's scary. I need to, wide receivers in their feet, man. I hate when they when you start hearing stuff like that.
1: And listen, I'm, I'm not surprised that you like LaVisca because you like Sammy Watkins. Because he is like Sammy Watkins. Some very strong parallels to Sammy Watkins at Clemson. Well, so we, – and I,
0: I this is the – like you know I love Sammy Watkins. The thing that's been so confusing for me about Sammy Watkins is in college, that dude was so freaking good after the catch. And part of that might have been just that Buffalo ruined him and they didn't give him chances to really be an after-the-catch guy. But – why has that not been a bigger part of what he's done in the NFL? It's
1: a great question.
0: Because LaVisca Chenault, I mean, very similar athletic profiles, the way, they're, they're, the way they move, the way they win at that point in their career. But for some reason, Sammy Watkins, just like not a guy that they give quick touches to to create after the catch when he was unbelievably dynamic in that capacity at Clemson.
1: All right, listen, I need to amend my situation. Okay. The best player that I've watched this week is um what the hell's his name? Oh, uh, Christian Fulton, corner from LSU. Okay. Uh, he he was better than Greedy last year. I can say with confidence. Better than Greedy last year.
0: What's your favorite thing about
1: him? Uh, how fluid he is for his size. He's I mean, he's another one of these big long guys. But he's, he's very smooth in open space, and he's got good transitional quickness. He's not like elite foot speed click and close, but he's long. He's got great ball skills, uh, and he's not afraid to tackle. That was something that really stood out versus Greedy, and we knew that hurt Greedy. But Fulton came in and like, He had been suspended for all of 2017 for uh, tampering with an NCAA uh, drug test. Mm. And he thought it was for recreational drugs, but it was a PED test. And he had apparently had recreational drugs that he was going to test positive for. So he was trying to like dilute the sample or something. They caught him and they said, oh, well, you're tampering with a, a PED test, two year suspension. And like right before the season last year, they let him off the hook. And let him play last year. And he's phenomenal. And I thought he got better and better as the year went on. So Fulton, uh, to me, stands out of the teams that I've watched. Although I do want to also give some love to uh, watch Vanderbilt offense. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Keyshawn Vaughn is a fun football player. Running back? Yes. Yeah, he had 1,200 yards last year and 12 rushing touchdowns. They got a receiver too. There, Lipscomb is he anything to watch? Yeah, Kalaja Lipscomb Lipscomb's actually pretty good. He remind me he's got some uh, Marquise Lee in his game. Whoa! As far as like his quickness and not super physical, but his quickness and and how crisp the top of his route breaks are, uh, kind of mirrored. I, I saw some some just some visual parallels to what you get from Marquise Lee these days.
0: So when so Van- Vanderbilt has a quarterback, a tight end, a wide receiver,
1: and a running back. Yeah, it was a good, good, good pick in the Twitch draft. <laughs> what in the world? You ever said that about Vanderbilt? <laughs> like, no, no, listen. And I had somebody accuse me. Somebody's real real mad. I had uh, Florida and Tennessee fans big mad at me because I said Riley Neal was the uh, third best quarterback prospect for 2020 in the SEC.
0: I saw that on Twitter. And when you said that, I was trying to figure out if that was even a hot take. It's not. But I don't think it for is. The, for the homers, it is. I'm like, who, who, who honestly has the biggest case to be upset there? Texas A&M fans?
1: Yeah, I got kickback for Kellen Mond. I got kickback for Felipe Franks. And I no. got kickback for Garantano.
0: I mean, I haven't done any work on Riley Neal, so I need to do that before I can join this conversation. But all of those guys are not very exciting prospects.
1: Right, and Neal's got a live arm. He's athletic. He's got a live arm. He makes, makes, I don't want to say some dumb decisions, but he makes a handful of throws that he's got no business making. He just needs more consistency as far as decision-making. But from a tools perspective... He's athletic. He's got a live arm. He gets good zip on the ball when he's willing to move. He throws really accurately inside of 10 yards. He throws fairly accurately inside of 20 yards. And he needs touch on his deep balls. But he's got the arm strength to do it. Can he move? Yeah, he can run. He's got great size too, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. I don't know about great size. He's a little. He looks a little lean. No, my listening. producer's on it. Leave him alone. 6'5", producer. 218. Yeah, he's a little lean, 6'5", 218. Uh, actually, he's listed at 225 for Ball State in last year. Oh, well, maybe he bulked up a little bit. Yeah, 218 his was weird. Production, his production's weird, and, and the Tennessee guy that was mad at me was like, if you just didn't look at the box score like an <laughs> idiot <laughs> right. and actually watch the tape, it's like, first of all, dude, my name is grinding the tape. Second of all, Riley Neal had 11 touchdowns last year. And fifty eight percent completion. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know what maybe no if box he was score looking the box score. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what box score you are reading. Uh, and he also punted three times last year. Had oh. over forty yard average on his punts.
0: Daniel Jones also a very yeah. good pooch punter. So you big time. You never check that enough boxes, you know.
1: Yeah, no <laughs> such thing as too many boxes. If you are an elite pooch punter, it blows hey, your stock up fifty. Help,
0: helps your value for sure.
1: <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed the water cooler pretty casual conversation we had a wide wide span of topics covered today we talked about cat backpacks <laughs> and uh SEC quarterbacks and the best players that we've watched uh, this Twi- past week twist ties cold pizza twist ties and cold pizza if you put the box in the fridge so yeah you know good time Hope you guys enjoyed. Come back tomorrow. We promise it will not be Water Cooler Wednesday because it won't be Wednesday. We'll have to come up with something else to talk about. But uh, Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.